0: What is going on world? This is James Lott aka JT and I am bringing you the third episode of my podcast. Now if you haven't had the chance to go back and listen to the very first episode that's where I go into a bit more detail about what this is even going to be about and gives you some context about the reasoning behind developing this podcast. Now in case you don't want to do that I'll be going over an array of different topics in all these different episodes that will be coming out, uh, whether it be about real estate, entrepreneurship, business, mindset, growth, leadership, an array of different things. And then also I want to bring on the up and coming entrepreneurs, the up and coming uh, businessmen, the up and coming up and coming corporate woman, you know, people that are out there grinding and getting better every day, um, because I think that it's so easy to get so caught up in listening to celebrities, people that we see on television, uh, Instagram people, um, social influencers, you know, those types of people. But I, I think it's super important to also get the normal guy's perspective on different situations and about what's going on in the world. So that's the reason why I wanted to start this podcast. And in this particular episode, episode number three, I want to talk briefly about the concept of legacy. For whatever reason, this idea and this word legacy has been continuing to come up in my life personally uh, for the past several weeks. It feels like since the beginning of 2019. And I think the reason why that is is because in this world of business and, and entrepreneurship, you're kind of forced to dig in a little bit more than normal and try to figure out what is the reason that you're getting up every day to try to work and to try to make Make ends meet and to build something um, of importance everybody wants to be important right so as a twenty eight year old male I think that having that type of motivation that that driving force is is super important and it's in, and that goes for anybody at the end of the day again we all want to build something of importance we all want to lead a life that makes a difference, not just to ourselves, but to everybody that's around us. So that's where the idea of legacy comes up. But then what I realized is that I didn't really understand what legacy truly meant. So I went ahead and I looked it up and I saw that the actual definition of legacy is an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. So then I started to think a little bit more about how I want to lead a life and how I want to leave a legacy. And I realized that it's not just about money and assets. And that is not to say that that is not important, especially as a minority, being able to build generational wealth and be the first millionaire in the family would be a huge deal, right? And And I think that's something... That everybody wants is to build that generational wealth. However, in order to build that wealth financially, I think that it starts with mentality, with habits, with morality, with the ideals that really lead you to make the decisions that you make on a daily basis. You know, that's why when you look at the world you'll see that a lot of people that are in poverty, their family typically stays in poverty. And then when you look at people that are wealthy, they typically stay wealthy. Now, of course, there are unique situations where that doesn't happen. I mean, my dad grew up in the deep south, was one of 12, was the oldest son. And his dad died when he was 12. My grandma was pregnant with twins. And this is in the deep, this is in the deep South. This is in Texas, where as a black person, it definitely wasn't very favorable. And you weren't really expected to to make much of yourself at all. And yet everybody, him and all of my aunts and uncles, all didn't get involved in drugs. They didn't become alcoholics. They didn't do everything that they were expected to do as black people down in the south they actually changed the course of their family because just a generation before them they were slaves you know so that doesn't go that doesn't mean that stuff can't change there are unique situations right and there's tons of stories out there of people who are born into wealth and become drug addicts or you know completely blow away all their money because they didn't have the right mindset but typically you will see that those people, whether they're wealthy or in poverty, they'll stay in that situation. And that is because of mentality. It's because of the habits that they have that were passed down to them. Now, of course, there are a lot of social, economical and political reasons as to why that can be as well. But I'm not going to get into that today, at least maybe for a different podcast. So then you might be wondering, okay, if it comes down to mentality, if it comes down to mindset, how do you go about developing the mindset or the mentality to develop a positive legacy for your family? And to me personally, what I think one of the most important things is is self-development, taking self-responsibility to develop yourself over time. And this is an interesting topic because some people just get weird about self-development. People get skeptical when they hear motivational speakers and people doing seminars and stuff like that. And I get it. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in the motivational self-help realm just in general. And so I completely get that. That's why me personally, I'm very careful on who I listen to and, and who I watch. But. The reason why I think self-development is super important is because as children we're forced to learn something new every day, right? I mean, I'm sure most of you listening can remember a time where you went to school, you came home and your mom asked, "What did you learn today?" <laughs> but for whatever reason as adults we don't do the same thing. We don't learn anything. I think so I saw a stat the other day where the the average person reads one book a year after they graduate high school or college. And yet the average CEO reads up to 50 books in a year. One year. So how is it that somebody that is working a nine to five job doesn't find the time to read a book at least a month when you have a CEO like Bill Gates reading 52 books in a year? That's a book a week. And I think, <laughs> and I get it. And I think one of the main things is that people don't like reading. I, I'll i tell you right now that I definitely read more now than I did probably, <laughs> probably in college and high school combined. You know, high school and college, I just read what I had to read and just, that was that. But then after I graduated, when I got into real estate, that's when I really started reading a little bit more. And now I'm reading at least two books a month. But what's crazy is that you don't have to read a book from beginning to end. You can literally read a few pages of the first chapter, a few pages of the last chapter, find reviews online about these books, listen to audibles. Like there are so many different ways that you can get information to better, not just yourself, but to learn and to increase your mindset. And I don't care what anybody says. If you're listening to motivational books or or positivity on a regular basis, your mindset is going to be completely different than if you're listening to the news or listening to the negative stuff every day. It's just a fact. That's just how our minds work. So reading is one of the top things in self-development that I think will help you develop the right mindset to leave a positive legacy. Aside from reading though, getting around positive people and and I know going to seminars for some people can be a little bit weird and I get it. Again, you know there's a lot of BS that goes on <laughs> in these in in that realm, but the fact of the matter is you never know who you're going to be around or what you're going to talk to. So I just recently went to the Grant Cardone 10X Growth Conference in Miami. And that was a crazy positive experience. You know, there's 35,000 people. Everybody there has a similar mindset. And you just feel the energy is completely different. So people, when I got back, some people asked me, okay, well, wow, why do you go to those things? Because I, whenever I go, I post stuff and I tell people how great it is. And people start getting curious. And they ask, okay, well, why do, why do you even go? What do you get out of it? And I always say, you know, it's not just the content of the speakers, right? I mean, at this conference, you have Steve Harvey, you have Damon John, who's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. You have um, Jesse Isler, who's the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. You have his wife who started Spanx. You have all these people that are at a super high level speaking, but then you also have to think about the type of crowd that they bring out, the type of people that are going to these seminars to pay money to listen to them. And it's not just the content that you learn from. It's also from the people that you're around and you never know who the heck you're talking to. So I remember the friend that I went with, we were we're on break or something during the conference and some random guy just came up and started talking to us. Super nice. And he was a real estate investor. And what he did was most of his deals were in Indianapolis, but we didn't get into too much detail about what he did or at at whatever level he was doing it at. You know, we didn't get into that. But we ended the conversation um, and then that was that. And then a couple like last week, my friend that was at the conference with me sent me a video um, from... A platform called Bigger Pockets. Now, Bigger Pockets is probably the biggest real estate platform known to man <laughs> for real estate investors, realtors, um, anybody who's interested in real estate. I suggest you go to biggerpockets.com and check it out. But they also have a podcast where they interview the top people in real estate investors, tax people, um, a bunch of different people. And <laughs> this video that my friend sent to me was actually a Bigger Pockets interview with the guy that came up and talked to us. And we had no idea that this guy was a big time investor doing like 500 investor deals a year um, at that type of level. And it's like, you know, I can never be in, I can never have a conversation with somebody at that level unless I put myself in that situation to actually even do that. And that happened to be at that conference. So Go to conferences. Go meet some people. If you don't want to go to a conference and it's a little too rah-rah for you, <laughs> then, you know, you can go, you know, find, get to, get a group of people together that are of the same mindset to where you could talk positivity, talk about what you're learning. You know, if you're an engineer, get a bunch of engineer people from different companies together and network in that type of way. And that that will help you with your mindset. Um. And then aside from that, just be aware of the type of conversations that you're having. Self-development doesn't just have to be reading or going to seminars. It can also just be being aware of the types of conversations that you're having with your friends. Because I know from experience that it's really easy to go back to just having the simple conversations about the normal stuff, you know, about sports, about stuff that really doesn't have an impact to my life on a day-to-day basis with my best friends and it's not to say that you have to be talking about you know business and stuff like that all the time but it's important to level up the, the type of conversation that you're having with the people that you're around all the time that way you all can level up together so be aware of the types of conversations that you're having with your closest people um and then number two So number one in how to develop the right legacy mindset was self-development. Number two is self-accountability. It's super hard to hold yourself accountable when nobody's looking. So I always say that you, you make decisions, make the right decisions when nobody is looking. And that can change the course of how your life can potentially go. But self-accountability can be super difficult when you don't have somebody over your shoulder telling you, hey, this is what needs to be done. It's hard (laughs) to hold yourself to a certain standard on a regular basis. And yet you will see that the most successful people in life, not just in business, but in life, they hold themselves to a higher standard and they're self-accountable to those standards that they set for themselves. So there's a popular saying out there that goes like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And basically what that means is that how you do the small things throughout your life translates into how you do the big and important things in the level at which you do them. So for example, if you're cleaning your room and you just kind of half-ass it, you know, you get all the clothes, you throw them in the closet and close the closet and then it looks clean. I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. (laughs) But if you do that on a regular basis, you're more than likely going to half-ass something in your professional world. It's just how the mind works because your mind works on habits and those habits are based on the standards that you set for yourself. So if you have a low standard of most things just in your everyday life, you're more than likely going to have a low standard when it comes to your professional life as well. And it's funny, when I think about high standards, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, and this is just out of full transparency, is my mom, quite honestly. The reason why that is, is because she is a super clean freak. Like, you can go to her house at any time during the day, any day of the week, and that house will be spick and span, like, clean to the point where you can eat off the floor. Now, I wouldn't do that, but that's how clean it is. And what's funny is that when I look back at her careers and her jobs that she that she did. You know, she performed higher than everybody else. (laughs) Like she was a preschool teacher. If you were to walk in her classroom, you would never think that three-year-olds could be as quiet and as regimented as those kids were. It's because my mom had just such high standard for everything that she does that that's translated into every aspect of her life. And then that can go into... I mean, anybody else, you look at anybody who is really, really successful. Another person that comes to mind is Kobe. The reason why him and Shaq didn't get along is because Kobe would always be training and performing and doing things at a very high level. And Shaq would, too. However, Shaq would go score 30 points and then go eat a cheeseburger and then come back, you know, overweight. So that's why him and Kobe didn't get along, because Kobe had that higher standard and did the small things at a high level, even diet, when Shaq didn't. So that was an issue internally for them. So just be aware of how you hold yourself accountable in a way that you can make sure that you are hitting the standards that you set for yourself and that you're holding yourself accountable to the small things is to simply just be aware of it. I promise you, after listening to this today, you're going to see something like a piece of trash on the ground and you're going to think to yourself, typically I would walk past that. But because you listen to this, you're going to remember like, oh, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I'm not going to let that little piece of trash stay on the floor. I'm going to pick it up and put it in the trash. Something as small as that, that stuff translates into your mindset over time. And those things, if you stay consistent with it, will take you to a different level. So that's number two, self-accountability. So the third and really the last thing is the idea of ownership. Ownership is the act, state, or right of possessing something. So what does that mean to me? To me, that means having something that nobody else can take away from you regardless of what happens. Whether that be a business, property, um, a product that you make, a patent. It could be literally anything. And you might be thinking, well, JT, I work... A nine-to-five job and I'm set for life you know the thing that made me really realize that when it comes to jobs that really nothing is safe is when a couple years ago it was it's was actually my first year I was in escrow with one of my clients he was a nice guy he had been working for the company Boeing for about 27 years and when we were looking for properties, we had a lot of good conversations just about how he got with the company, how grateful he was to be with that company and, and all that. And he had planned to eventually retire within the next like five years. His goal was to buy this buy this house, renovate it because it wasn't in good condition, but it was a good deal. Buy the house, renovate it, and then and then rent it out. In five years in order to help supplement his retirement income once he retired. But two weeks into being in escrow, he called me and said, James, I have bad news. And I was like, Huh, okay, what, what's going on? And he said, I just got let go. And I was like, What do you mean you got let go? Like, did you and your wife get a divorce? Or like what's what's the deal? and he was like no I I just got fired from my job I got laid off and I was like whoa so first thing we did is we canceled escrow you know right off the bat because he was basing everything in his life at that point on that job at Boeing now I'm not saying that working at a company or doing anything like that is a bad thing I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying that in addition to working at whatever job you're working at, figure out a passion and develop a product or a business or something that is sustainable for you, not even necessarily making money, but something that nobody else can take away from you. That's ownership. So that's number three is have ownership in something so do a quick recap of the three things that you need to do in order to develop a positive legacy the first thing was self-development so that's reading conversations going to seminars number two was self-accountability making the right decisions when nobody's looking and remembering the concept of how you do anything is how you do everything. And then number three, and last but absolutely not least, is having some type of ownership in something, whether it be a business, property, a product, content, can literally be anything, just having ownership, not necessarily to make money, But simply to have it so that nobody else can take that away from you. That is legacy. And I think that with those three things, you will be able to develop a positive legacy and leave a true mark. Not just for your family, but but on the world. So, with all that being said, look out for the next podcast. My goal is to have something out every Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, so I think in the next one or maybe the one after next, I'll have one of my first guests. That'll be a secret for now, but I'll have somebody on kind of do an interview style. Again, this is new, so I'm still experimenting a bit, but I've been getting a lot of good feedback and I appreciate everybody out there that's listening and, and giving, giving feedback and letting me know what they like, what they don't like. I'm, I'm open book. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. <laughs> so uh, whatever suggestions you guys have out there, just let me know. Um, if you want to follow me, my Instagram is James underscore lot two. You can find me on other platforms um, on Facebook. You can find me at a uh, sold by a lot. You can find me at sold by dot com. Um, if you're interested in actually buying a house. I have uh I developed an ebook that you can download that I can send to you. You can just shoot me an email at james at soulbuyalot.com or you can go to jamestlot.com and kind of go through the steps on that, and then you can get a free ebook. Um, I also developed an ebook for home sellers out there as well, um, and for also buyers that are frustrated with getting their offers not accepted because that's been a huge issue. So you guys want any of that information, real estate related, just shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. Again, I'm an open book. Um, but until next time, I appreciate y'all for listening. It's is JT signing out.